Good Monday morning, everybody. It's the 30th of January, and my title today is A True Understanding of Our Real Problem. We've been talking about why we need to recover in the last few podcasts or emails. Why do we need to recover from our sexual brokenness? We learned that we need to do it for ourselves, and we need to do it for those around us whom we love and who want to love us, but they're only seeing our facade and not who we really are. If and when it gets exposed, well, all hell breaks loose. So the sooner you begin working on your recovery, the better. But that's a problem, isn't it? Because you feel you cannot let anyone see who you really are. We have gone from doing things that were just a little naughty to things that are disgusting, repulsive, and even self-destructive. We want to cry out for help, but afraid of what others will think and do if they know the truth. Odds are they are already feeling things are not right, and they're suspicious because there seems to be a wall that separates the two of you. Who can live honestly or with being honest? I mean, we can go for years, even decades, moving further from the truth and deeper into deception. We can become desperate, angry, depressed, and filled with self-loathing. But you know that already. The question now moves from why to how. And I pray that you have learned the why and you believe it. Instead of deflecting the truth, you either learn to embrace it or the world is going to jam it down your throat and you'll become damaged for life. But listen, that's not the way it has to be. One can be discovered and admit to everything instead of hiding and trying to just tell partial truths. Well, for me, my truth was vomited out of me on September 9th of 2005. In front of my horrified wife, I barfed all the rotten, sinful history out of me and on everyone in my family. Reminded me of when I was in college and sometimes got drunk, I found myself kneeling at the porcelain throne, continuing to have dry heaves after everything that had gone down had already come up. But I knew, I knew that after puking, I would at least feel somewhat better. So my question to you is, are you ready to do everything you need to do to begin to experience the freedom from sexual sin that comes through the transformation of the Holy Spirit within a community of other strugglers who are willing to help each other. However, to just learn how to do something is not to accomplish it. In the Greek language, there are two words for knowledge. One is gnosko, which is knowledge that you gain by learning, things that you see or read or watch. That's gnosko, you're gaining knowledge. But then there's another word called epigonosko, which is knowledge that you gain by learning and doing what you have learned. Now, I always knew what it meant to hold hands, but 
My knowledge of holding hands skyrocketed when I held the hand of my first girlfriend. Nobody told me there would be bolts of lightning flashing up my arm and hitting my heart with feelings I'd never felt before. There was a rush of joy when she clasped my hand, giving approval that she wanted to do that also. And I am quite sure that I had a really goofy smile on my face as we walked down the street in Baltimore after having been to the Iron Butterfly concert. I had just epigonoscoed hand-holding with a girl I liked and signaling that maybe, just maybe, she was feeling the same way. So, I wish there were an easy and short answer to the how. There are some who claim that deliverance from demonic harassment is the answer, and for some, that might be the case in helping, but I'm not sure it guarantees that you'll be healed for life. Even Jesus warned people to be careful after cleaning out one demon because he might come back with seven of his friends. If you're going to fix a problem, you need to know what is causing the problem before you will know how to fix it. Now, a bucket on the floor of your living room catching the water leaking from above is a quick fix, but it doesn't fix the real problem, does it? And we all, and I mean we all, have three problems that we have had almost our entire life. We have two real and biblical enemies. And oh, by the way, we're behind enemy lines. So let's learn this. First, we are all born with a sinful nature, or what the Bible calls flesh, our flesh. Not our skin and muscles, but something within us. And we're born with it. And yet it's not really a physical part of our bodies like fingers and toes. And it's not a demon, but it's a part of us that at its core is rebellious and selfish. If you doubt me, you have either never had a two-year-old child or worked in the children's department at church. Some of our darling and precious angels' first words are no and mine. Our parents said it to us because they were worried that we would do something that would harm us. But somewhere along the line, we learned to say it back to them because we want to do things that we shouldn't do. So we demonstrate our innate ability to express our rebellious nature, uh, and it's that two-letter word, no. In addition, we have something in our flesh that demands that we should always get what we want. Another child wants what we have, and our first instinct is to not share but keep it for ourselves and scream, Mine! That's the problem of developing selfishness. Well, where did it come from? Well, it's part of our sinful nature with which we were born. It just takes a couple of years to mature before it begins to express itself. 
know and mine is the first evidence that we have a sinful nature. Second problem. We live in a world which is currently the dominion of Satan, and he has demons, a multitude of them, that were kicked out of heaven with him. And no, that's not a grammatical error to not capitalize the S in Satan. I just like to do it to piss him off a little bit, but I digress. Listen, there are demons that are on this earth. They are evil and only desire to make your life as miserable as possible. If you doubt that, just read the Gospels in the book of Acts and see how Jesus interacted with them, much to their horrifying demise. Third, and this is a huge part of our problem, we're living behind enemy lines. And when one is behind enemy lines, they need to be very careful how they live and the choices they make. The problem is, we become surrounded by landmines called porn, which have the potential to blow you up if stepped on. And you don't have to step on it. You can find it on your smartphone or television or computer, almost anywhere. It's omnipresent. However, that usually does not happen immediately. It can if we're looking at porn and masturbating and our wife walks into the room or we're soliciting a prostitute who pulls out her badge and reveals she's really a police officer. But this world is not a safe place for us. My friends, we are all in a war. So here are the three realities for all of us. We have an enemy within called our flesh or sinful nature. We have an enemy without called demonic powers. And third, we're living behind enemy lines. And so to begin doing the how of recovery, we need to understand these realities, learn the biblical, emotional, spiritual, and even sometimes psychological ways to deal with them and learn how to survive behind enemy lines. But my friends, we're not going to be here forever. We're going to be in a better place forever. My friends, your situation is not hopeless. Many men who I know have worked with and have put into practice in their lives the solutions to all three of these issues. And they are experiencing so much more freedom than they ever believed they could ever have. And I'm one of them. Over the past 16 years and four months, that's 5,988 days since September the 9th of 2005, I have been fighting this battle. Listen, my friends, I had a serious addiction to porn and sex. However, because I wanted to save my marriage and my family, I've been in this fight for 16 and a half years, and I have not given up. The reason I'm still here is because God wants me and 180 to help you. Uh, our program is not a hocus-pocus, instant quick fix that fails further down the road, but by teaching you the biblical truths about all this and the solutions that God has given to us 
and we must take them and learn to put them into practice daily. So tomorrow, we'll begin working on the first how. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcasts. God bless you, my friends. I hope you're having a great day in the Lord, and we will talk again tomorrow. Take care, and goodbye.